Amen. Before we sit down, I want us to read First John chapter one, verse six and seven. The projection will not happen, so I will read from here. First John chapter one, verse six and seven. Praise the Lord. Scripture says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. When I saw this, I was always wondering, why, why did the Bible say do the truth instead of speak the truth? But verse 7, see, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sin. It's my belief that today's fellowship will be a cleansing service. Amen. Your amen has quite shock. Bible says when we fellowship with one another, he will cleanse us from all sins. Because we no longer walk in darkness. Hello, you cannot run if you are walking in darkness. You cannot move fast if you are walking in darkness. Hello, sir. You cannot see opportunities if you are walking in darkness. Yes, you cannot even see, uh, what do you call it, wahala, if you are walking in darkness. I mean, if it's dark, people that enter into God, it's not during darkness that they enter into it. Because the place is dark. I'm believing God today that everyone in darkness today, you will be delivered in the name of Jesus. He says, I will have fellowship with one another every time you come to church. Is to have fellowship with one another. And the cleansing blood will cleanse us from all sins. Then we may approach the throne of grace and make a declaration before the Heavenly Father. Asking Him for whatever we want because the blood has given us access. It's the blood of access. This morning, God will speak to us. Our lives never remain the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Can we sit down? God bless you. Can we give the choir a round of applause? Praise the Lord. Many people have traveled, Abby. Last week we spoke about... What did we speak about last week? How many of you have started your dream? How many people have started to dream? Remember we spoke about the law, of, uh, the law of dreams. That everything being equal. Ceteris paribus. We learned in school. The difference between men is the difference in their dreams. Two people living in the same house, having the same opportunities, being open to the same relationships, their difference will be what? Their dreams. Church, this morning, I want to let you also know that dreams happen, true or false, and that your own dream would happen. But the most important thing is that you must learn to dream big because your dream is a function of who you believe will be there with you. I'm believing God that everyone in this church will begin to dream big again. In the name of Jesus. You cannot as a Christian have a small dream when you have a mighty God. And you must see possibilities because dreams see possibilities where others are seeing what? Difficulty. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the Bible said Joseph dreamed that he saw the sun and the moon and the level stars. They bowed down. The question is, did they bow down in the physical? They did. If you are not dreaming, you are going to be bowing down to someone who is dreaming. I will leave that for another day. Today, I want to continue the Dare to series by saying Dare to be diligent. What did I say? And today, I want to have a teaching session, not a preaching session. And the reason why I want to have a teaching session is the fact that I have come to realize that Diligence is almost always the missing link between being a successful person in life and being a mediocre. Praise the Lord. No matter the dreams that God has given to you, 
if you are not a diligent person, the dreams will fail in your hands. My challenge is that can God make us raise up in Pottersville a generation of diligent people again? Praise the Lord. Do you know that even in church, if you are not diligent, we know. Do you know how we know? The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. If you are not diligent in your work in church, I know that you are not diligent with your work in the office. Praise the Lord. Because a diligent man, whatsoever is committed to his hands, he would always keep it well. There's this story in the Bible, the story of Joseph, uh, David. The Bible says, God said, I found for myself a king for me. But where was David? He was in the field. What was he doing in the field? He was tending to the sheep. Now, the day David saw Goliath, what was David's attitude to Goliath? He was saying that, David, Goliath, you want to defy the armies of the Lord. So, you cannot defy what has been kept in my hands. That was the attitude he had with what? With the sheep, with the, with the lion, and with the bear. Now, because they kept it in his hands, he said no to them. So, when the bear came, he went after it. When the lion came, he went after it. A diligent man will pursue things that others are running away from. So he went after it. So when Goliath showed up, what did he do? He went after it. Check the Bible. It was it. <coughs> he went after it. Because Goliath was a spirit. Praise the Lord. In churches, We've, last week I spoke to us about the fact that many times we're always thinking oh, that God should raise up, God should make us prosperous, God should make us prosperous. I think that it's diligence that God should raise a generation of diligent people and we shall transform this world. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that what's missing, the missing link in many people's dream to becoming a reality is what? Is diligence. So dreams will make a dream a reality. Dream will make success your birthright. Dreams will make problems, turn problems into what? Opportunities. And opportunity into gold mine. That's what dreams will do. It will turn what? Dreams will turn what? It will turn dreams into reality. Diligence will turn dreams into reality. Are you listening to me? He will make success your birthright. He will turn problems into opportunities and opportunities into gold mine. That's what diligence will do. Praise the Lord. Last week, I talked to you about the law of, uh, of what? Of dreams. That the law of dreams is like the law of sowing and reaping. That if you look at it very well, as long as you have a dream, you would always, you would always rule because it's a dreamer's world. So everybody who has had a dream, whether the person is a Buddhist or not, the person would rule. There's another law again. That is a universal law of God. Is the law of diligence. It says that see yet a man diligent in his ways. What will happen to him? He will stand before kings. He didn't say see yet a Christian in his ways. He said what? See yet a man that is what? He didn't say see yet what? See yet um, a spirit-filled believer. Is that what he said? What did he say? See yet a man that is what? Diligent. So any diligent man will do what? will stand before kings. Let me help you. Whenever you see anything in the Old Testament and it's a principle of life, remember that it can happen to anybody, not necessarily if it's a Christian. If you see it in the New Testament, then he depends on the Spirit of God. But if you see it in the Old Testament, there are universal principles of God. So Joseph, um, what's his name? Um, Solomon said, see it a man diligence. What would he do? He will stand before what? And not what? So if you have been standing before ordinary men, it's because you have not found your place of diligence. Praise the Lord. Do you know that there is no king in Nigeria? There is no, there's nobody in Nigeria that does not have the need for someone to help him solve a problem. True of us. Everybody in the land has a problem. 
the president has a problem. Don't you think he has a problem? He has Boko Haram problem. Do you think he does have a problem? He has revenue problem. He has, he has, he has, if, as he's sitting down there, he's telling you that the only thing he wants to do is to run to his village next year and be to go and rest. Why? Because he's seeing the problem. Praise the Lord. One day, I asked myself one question. I was with one of the governors in a meeting. Or ex-governor. was an ex-governor. So I asked him, I said, can Nigeria change? He said it was very difficult. He now told me one thing. He said, look, if I want, when I wanted to contest second time, I went to meet an Agbero man. Governor, one of the southern western states. And the question, he said, I asked him that he should give me 700 voters. 700 votes in that place. He said, when I came on campaign day, the guy gave me a thousand votes. He said, what do you think I should do to that kind of person? He said, some other people, they will speak, they will speak on social media, they will speak everywhere. When there's election day, they will be sleeping in their house. He said, who should I reward? Do you know that all these Agberus that you are seeing, have you noticed that Agberus, 5 a.m., they are, they are at the car park? What are people that went to school? What are they doing? Who will make more money? Do you know how much money they control in Lagos? Do you know? Somebody, I don't know if I shared with you one, uh, the men's fellowship. I shared the amount of money running to billions that those will control every single day. Billions. Why? Sir, it's diligence. Have you seen them under rain? Do they leave the rain? They collect the money under the rain. Am I lying? Under sun, under rain. Have you not seen the motion? I see when rain will come, they will, not, they will not stand up. They will, not, they will stand there to pick their money. So, the question is, what is even diligence? Why do you think every believer should not, should not, should not live on diligence? Church. Where God, I was telling the workers this morning, and maybe a lot of us were not in church. That's fantastic, but it's okay. The, I was told the workers this morning, I said, where God is taking you to, your hard work cannot take you there. You need a dimension of favor. Praise the Lord. The hard work of, what's his name? Um, Joseph. Did not take him to Pharaoh's palace. It wasn't hard work. But it was God that wanted to favor him. Made Pharaoh have a dream that he, nobody could interpret. Because if somebody could interpret the dream, they would have called him. Abi, so when nobody could interpret it, what happened to him? They went to look for him. Hello, do you notice that Joseph before then had begged, had used my connection. When you get to the palace, please remember me. That's why I always tell people that your net worth is not your value. You say, I, I know the I know the president. The day Wahala day, you understand, the parents will not remember you. But the day you are valuable, the day you are valuable, even the president himself will say, go and get him. Praise the Lord. So it's not what you get in life that matters. It is what you become. It is what you, what you become. What are you becoming every single day? It is diligence that makes you pay the price for becoming somebody of value. This world, they are looking for diligent people. When you come to church, I want to challenge you to be a diligent man. If you're a baba, so bab the hair, that American president will look for you and fly you. Do you know that it's possible that you, you may be babbing here and they will send a private jet to go and call you, bring you to come and f- You know it's possible? If, you don't know it's possible? One day Bill Clinton had a problem when he was president. You know why? Because he wanted to bab his hair and his baba was somewhere else. They went to use Air Force. They flew Air Force 1 to that place so that baba can enter Air Force 1 and bab him when he was going back. So the barber that never knew anything was able to bab his hair on Air Force One. Everybody screamed. But the reason why it happened was what? That guy was good enough. Do you know that the day you are looking for Wahala, distance is not your, uh, day we are looking for solution, distance is not your problem. Yes, sir. When you are looking for answer, distance is not your problem. The reason why distance is a problem is because of the fact that you, can have, you, have, uh, you have options. But the day you are looking for solution, and that's the only place. They say, oh, go to, go to uh, Bini Kebi. There's one Baba there that knows how to pray. What will happen? You come and tell Pastor, Pastor, please, I need to go somewhere. 
I'll be around next month. You will not, you are going to retreat. <laughs> I hear that. Ah, where are you going to? No, Pastor, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going for a special retreat. And you will enter. And they will, you will have heard all the stories about Boko Haram on the road. You or bandits, you will not hear. Why? Because where you are focused on is your solution. And look, can you be the solution that this world is looking for? That someone is looking for. That's where your value is. Praise the Lord. But you can never be a solution when you're an insolent or indolent person. When you're someone who doesn't work, who is not a diligent person. And I will show you from scriptures. Do you know that even all the blessings of God can only come to someone who is a diligent man? If you look at First Peter, he said, add to all your virtues, what? Diligence. If diligence is the foundation of any virtue that God wants to give to you, if you're not diligent, if God puts anointing upon your head, the anointing will dry. If you're not a diligent man, God gives you, God gives you anything in this land, you would waste it. Because even preservation is... is I've ever seen people that they will give them food. Even to put the food inside a uh, microwave or inside this thing is wahala. The food will spoil. Why? Because they're not diligent people. Church, can Potter's Bill be the factory that we're going to raise the next generation of diligent men and women that will transform this land? And that's what I believe. I'm believing God that... Look, when Michael Jackson died, let me look at the singers. When Michael Jackson died, they said he brought down internet. How many of you will realize? How many of you were there? He brought down the internet. The internet went... Every, in fact, Google thought that they had an attack. Because virtually everywhere in the world, at the same time, we're asking the same question on Google. Michael Jackson dead. Now, Google has 40,000 backup servers in America. 40,000 servers in three different places. All those servers were supposed to be load balancing, and it went down. Because somebody did what? Died. But you know, I imagine how Michael Jackson became such a great fellow. You understand? Minus take away all the faults you see. The man used to practice between 12 to 15 hours every single day on his songs. 12 to 15 hours every single day. He was a stickler for excellence. Everything he was doing was perfection. On the day he died, the whole world came down. Why? One man was good. One man was good. You see, what you are doing, what's in your hands, what's in your hands, put diligence to it and transform the generation that God has given unto us. We have too many lazy people in churches believing God for a miracle. Do you know that I have told you before that the throne of God is established upon what? Justice and what? Righteousness. It is not righteous for God eh, to take money from a hard worker and give it to a lazy man. Is it righteousness? It's not righteous. If God were to give it to anybody, he has to give it, at least, he has to give it to a man who is hardworking, who can preserve it. And so what God is going to do, all everything that God is doing is based on his righteousness. It's based on his word, on his justice. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is the right scepter that established upon righteousness and upon justice. That throne, where God sits down, every time Satan accuses you, he's actually accusing you, asking God, God, where is your righteousness or where is your justice? Every time Satan goes to God's throne, he's asking you, where is God's righteousness? And on Calvary, the justice of God was assuaged. The righteousness of God was also assuaged by the blood. Well, hello, sir. What matters when those things come into play? One thing, diligence. First king. The first king or second king? Second king. Okay, oh, sorry. Let's go to first king. First king chapter 20. Um, praise the Lord. Amen. First king chapter 19. Verse 14. Uh, and he said, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have time. But you know, Elijah was hiding, Abi. When so Elijah was telling God, reason was giving God the excuse why he was hiding. Truffles was telling him why he went to the mountain to go and hide. Tell, let me tell you what God did. Verse fifteen. What did God do to him? Straight. What did God do to him? That was the man that caught on fire. Are you listening to me? What did he do? He called down fire. Have you ever called down fire before? Eh? Yeah, I call that spiritual fire. No, this was not spiritual. This was physical fire. And the fire physically came down. What did God do to him? You are afraid to talk now. He replaced him immediately. Second Kings chapter 2. Oh? God will not replace you in Jesus' name. Oh, you, you know how to pray that prayer, have Amen. Praise the Lord. So, what did he do? Immediately saw him. What did he do? What did God do to him? God did what? God replaced him. Praise the Lord. And I'm saying to you, God will not replace you in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said, God will not do what? Now, look at verse 19 of 1 Kings chapter 20. What did he say? 1 Kings 20 now. We're still reading 1 Kings. Okay. 1 Kings 19 now. 20, 9, 1 Kings 20, 19 and 20. 19, yes. 1 Kings 20, 19. 1st King 2019. 1st yes, King 1919. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at it here, so I was wondering what was different. So he departed hence uh -huh. and found Elisha. And found you know that's what God told him to go and do what? To go and replace. But what, where did he find him? The son of Shepherd, who mm -hmm. was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. What was he doing? He was walking. He was doing what? He was plowing. He was walking. When God wants you to replace someone, it's his righteousness that he can only give to a diligent man. You agree now? That he's right. God was going to change someone from his, from his ministry. God was going to... He said, he said, I'm going to give you the word of the Gentiles. He can only give it to a diligent man. So on that day, when God told him to go and replace himself with Elisha, what did he find Elisha doing? Elijah was plowing. Now, time will not permit me, but let's go to 2 Kings now. Chapter, 2 Kings chapter 2. Verse 1. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven mm -hmm. by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were crossing from Gilgal. Mm -hmm. And Elijah said to Elisha, mm -hmm. Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me mm -hmm. to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. You see, diligence means that you will keep at your work. True or false? Yes. Now, remember that this man, listen to what I'm going to first. I want to make, his, uh, I want to make a conclusion. He was found, where was he found? Where he was what? Plying. Where he was walking. True or false? Now, the day Elijah was to be taken away, Elijah asked him. Elijah put a lot of obstacles on his path. The first obstacle was like, look, you know what, Bobo, stay here. Make I go come back. Now, you know a lazy man will say that, okay, Maoga said I should stay. True or false? Oh, I didn't even want to go before, self. Uh, the one pay premier shift. Make I watch more. Make I sleep small. But what did he say? He says, as surely as the Lord liveth, as surely as you are alive, I will not leave you. Let me tell you something. In the army, no, stand up, sit down. You see, in the army, they call somebody. When they call someone an aide de camp, you understand? Or executive, uh, what do you call it? Um, when you are detailing someone, whether the person is going to the toilet, you will follow him. 
You will stay by the door. No, you will stay by the door. You will stay by anywhere the person is going to. You will go. The day the pe- look in Nigeria, I mean, I know of one, a case of a man, a former chief of army staff. One day he told his ADC to go home. In Maryland here, yeah, Amrabah shot him. You know what the army did to the guy? The army flew the former chief of army staff abroad and caught martial the guy. And the guy never rose back that rank. In fact, they should have jailed him. If not for the fact that the chief of Mr. was begging where he was, eh? if you don't make I die, just release that guy. They said no. So that nobody ever do it again. So, every, so it's diligence. You know, our, in our generation, you understand that we don't see diligent men. We don't see diligent men because people don't want to pay a price to stay at it. Diligence means that I want to stay at the place where, where I have been assigned. So he said, as my soul liveth, as your soul liveth, what happens? I will not leave the continuum. Continuum. As the soul lives and your, as your soul lives, mm-hmm. I will not leave you. Mm-hmm. So they went down to Bethel. Mm-hmm. Now the sons of prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha mm-hmm. and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? He said, yes, I know it. Be quiet about it. Hello. Hello, sir. Do you know that they all knew that Elijah's day of departure had come? But only Elisha followed him. So it's not just knowledge of the supernatural. It's not even knowledge of the plans of God. But the ability to diligently follow through what God has kept in your hands. They all knew. The sons of the prophets knew. They knew that. They all knew. And they were telling Elijah. You know, if time permit me, continue. There's somehow, even on the day, continue, continue. Elisha said to him, mm-hmm. Elisha, please mm-hmm. stay here. Elisha said to him. That was the second time, Abi? Yes, sir. Okay. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Mm-hmm. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets. So they went from Gilga to Jericho. So that distance, he still did not leave him. Continue. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? Mm-hmm. And he said, and he answered, Yes, I know it. Be quiet about it. Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, Hello, I don't have time. I would have told you story. What happened at Gilga? It was at Gilga that the Lord removed the reproach of the people. It was at Jericho that the walls came down. You understand? Everything had significance. And at Jordan, the real water was parted. What was it? What was it that God was saying? Elijah was saying. You, he said, God sent me here. He moved from Gilgal. He went to where? Jericho. From Jericho, he went to where? Jordan. That guy was still pursuing him. He said, I will not leave you. There was nothing that guy did not do to frustrate him. Hello, if life is frustrating you, diligence will say no. Are you listening to me? Life is saying no. Give up. Give up. Give up. Diligence will say what? No. I'm not going to give up. I'm not, I will still keep paying the price. So Elijah was going there. He said no. I'm not going to give up. From Jericho. From Gilgal to where? To Jordan. And um, to Jericho. From Jericho to Jordan. Continue. But he said. Mm-hmm. Sent me to Jordan. Continue. But he said as the Lord leaves and as your soul leaves, mm-hmm. I will not leave you. Mm-hmm. So the two of them went on. Mm-hmm. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood opposite them to watch at a distance. And Hello. the two of them stood by the Jordan. Um, what do you call them? You know, onlooker, when an accident happened on Tom Milan Bridge, people, they will not go their way. They will be looking at other people. Man, this world is full of people that are lookers. Lookmonts. They will look at other people mixed destiny. But very few people will pay the price of diligence. Continue, ma'am. And Elijah took him, took his mantle, mm-hmm. coat, and rolled it up and struck the waters. Mm-hmm. And they were divided this way and that, mm-hmm. so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. Mm-hmm. And when they That's a Jordan, over, Abby. Yes, sir. Continue. And when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what. I shall do for you before I am taken Did Elijah you not know? And... Did Elijah not know that he was going to be taken before then? So how come he waited until they got to Jordan before he asked the question? 
that what do you want after they had crossed church eh? it's all diligence it's all it, you see <laughs> at diligence is what will make the king ask you what is it that you want the prize i want to give it to you now look at what elijah said and when they had crossed over they crossed over please let me ask what i shall do for you before i'm taken from you so elijah they all knew he was going to be taken away and elijah said please uh -huh. let a double portion of your spirit be upon me what did elijah ask for double portion not one not even the spirit of elijah he asked for what? a double portion it means that elijah cannot do that thing because you cannot give what you don't have. Elijah does not have double portion of the anointing now. Church, did you get that? Yes, sir. I can, you see, when, if, I, if I pour my spirit upon you, I will give you of my spirit. I will empty myself to you. What I do in church on Sunday, I empty myself. I give you what I have. I empty myself. Moses emptied himself to 70 men. He emptied. You can, but what I don't have, I can't give. I cannot give you what I don't have. A double portion of what I do not have. We only have one portion. So it meant that Elijah was asking him to what he didn't have. But he was evoking the God of Israel. The intervention of the God of Israel. So, so, that, was, so that was the question. What now continue? He said, you have asked for a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. However, if you see me when I am taken from you. However, what was the condition? If you see me Hello, sir. Life would always give you a condition before the price of diligence is offered to you. Continue, ma. Ah. Is that However, you see me, I'm taking from you. It shall be so for you. It shall be so. If not, but if not, it shall not be so. Hello. Continue. As they continued along and talked. As they continued and talked. Behold, a chariot of fire uh -huh. with horses of fire uh -huh. appeared suddenly uh -huh. and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Uh -huh. Elijah saw it and cried out, My father, oh! my father. Diligence will make you focused. It's diligence that did not make him lose concentration. He will, otherwise, he would have been looking at the chariots and not the horses of fire. The horse of fire. He would have been saying what is happening instead of... But diligence made him focus his attention on his goal. And what happened? My father, my father, uh -huh. the chariot of Israel oh. and its husband. I've seen it. That was what you said. I saw it. And he no longer saw Elijah. I no longer saw Elijah. Then he took hold of his own clothes uh -huh. and tore them into two pieces. He, now, in he's, he to, now, it was not a morning. His master has been taken away from him. He picked up the mantle of Elijah. But he picked up the mantle. Of him. And went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Uh -huh. He took the mantle of Elijah. And said. That fell from him. Mm -hmm. And struck the waters and said. Where, where is, is the, the Lord, the God of Elijah? He didn't say where is Elijah. He mm -hmm. said where is the God of Elijah? Lord. Because it was the Elijah's God that needed his intervention. That's right. Hello sir. Diligence will make the God of Elijah intervene in your situation. Amen. And that's the reason why it's my opinion that the missing link in our generation is what? Diligence. Diligence. Thank you, ma. Diligence. Diligence. Praise the Lord. Someone help me open Proverbs 22 verse 29. Let me tell you three or four things about diligence this morning. It is diligence that gives you the right to the throne. The right to the promises, the right to the potentials of God upon your life, the right to the manifestation of your of your possibilities. Everything that God has promised you is diligence that will give it to you. Proverbs 22, 22 29. What does it say? Because the person that is diligent cannot be held back by life. Can we see it now? Yes, sir. Okay, what does it say? See a man diligent in his business. What will happen to him? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before... Can anybody have on that translation so that you see that? Uh-huh. If you are uniquely gifted in your work... If you are uniquely gifted and diligent, uh-huh. You will 
rise and be promoted. You will be rise and be promoted. You won't be held back. You will be held back. You will stand before kings. You will stand before kings, not ordinary men. Hello, sir. How many of you want to stand before kings in 2022? Do you know a hardworking man? He shall be successful and stand before kings. When they were. Okay, sir. Do you see a man who excels in his work? Uh -huh. He will stand before kings uh -huh. and he will not stand before unknown men. That's exactly the kind of trust. Okay, so, Pastor. Show me someone who does a good job. Uh -huh. And have you shown me someone who is better than the good and the worthy of the company? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is worthy of what? Continue, sir. Uh huh. Another version. Do you see a man skillful and experienced in his work? Uh -huh. He will stand in honor before kings. In honor before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Not talking about men that are not important. <laughs> What's the other translation? Yeah, yeah, enjoy, yeah, enjoy the translation. <laughs> you will not stand before yeah, yeah people. Uh -huh. Observe people who are good at their work. Uh -huh. Skilled workers are always in demand and admired. They don't take a back seat to anyone. Did... You will not stand before yeah, yeah, man. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. If you get to the office and see your boss as a yeah, yeah, man, the problem is not your boss. The problem is who? It's you. Because the day you are look, look, in Nigeria, in Nigeria, listen to what I'm going to say. In Nigeria, in my in a, a pre sanctuary, my former church, Microsoft came to Nigeria to come and recruit a guy. Microsoft came to Nigeria in 1997 to come and recruit a guy. In 1998, Oracle came to Nigeria to come and recruit the same member of my church, two members of my church. They went to IT. The next year, I also went to IT. I said, ah, if it's IT, that is... they came, they came, they came. When the guy, all of us were still struggling. You know, we can't marry women we can't, because there's no money. Immediately, Microsoft came. The guy married. You know why? Because Microsoft offered him and his wife the opportunity to go abroad to America. Today, the guy went to America, went to work. Uh, later, I heard that a third of Microsoft employees were millionaires. I said, that guy will have been one of them. Why? They came to Nigeria. So when you go to the embassy, it's because you're not here good. The day you are good, the they will come and say that I want this person. Praise the Lord. Amen. So they came to Nigeria. See it, a man, he will not stand before what? Ordinary men. He will stand before what? Kings. Hello? Let me shock you. Can I shock you? There's an Agbero that everybody knows in Lagos. Eh? They are friends. He's friends with a lot of people here, so let me not mention his name. <laughs> they, are, they are laughing. <laughs> eh? You know the amazing thing? Everybody who has spoken about that guy to me spoke about his diligence in hard work when he was starting in Oshodi. When everybody is sleeping, he's at that thing. Today, he's at the top. Today, he single-handedly made a medical doctor a house of representative member for Oshodi Solo. Someone that didn't go to school, I heard they're giving him a doctorate degree. Me that went to school, they've not remembered me. See it, a man. They say he wrote a book. They say. They say. Uh, but he has his PhD now. His children went to collected some of the best schools. Agbero. But even in Agbero, there must be diligence. See it, a man diligent before him. Kings will stand. He will stand before kings and ordinary men. Church, I don't want you to stand before ordinary men again. You must do what? Be diligent. Continue. Can I continue? My time is almost gone. Praise the Lord. So I said, is your right to the throne? God, everything God commits to anyone can only be committed to the diligent man. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. I don't have time. 
Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Praise the Lord. As pastor, can I, can, can I have five minutes more, please? As pastor. Uh -huh. Okay. Keep these words in your heart uh -huh. that I'm telling you today. Uh -huh. Do your best to teach them to your children. Uh -huh. Talk about them when you sit in your house mm -hmm. and when you walk on the road mm -hmm. and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them at something special to see on your hand and on your forehead. Write them beside the door of your house. God commits his, 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 his goodness to diligent men. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said God commits what? His goodness to his word. Proverbs 13 verse 4. What does it say? Proverbs 13 verse 4. The soul of the sluggard. The sloth of what? The soul of the sluggard uh -huh. desireth uh -huh. and hath nothing. And has what? Nothing. Nothing. Uh -huh. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. What happens to the soul of the diligent? Shall be made fat. If God wants you to be fat this year, what would you become? That's all you need to be. Whatever is committed into your hands, do it what? Well. Do it diligently. Diligence is about hard work. It's about smart work. It's about persistence. Do it well. Do it well. Hello, if I had time, do you know that majority of the singers, majority of the people who sing, who do well, they actually started from the choir. Did you know? I was sharing my wife a video that somebody sent to me. The video was singing in the church. And the same way he was singing, eh, with energy, was what he was used to sing for Jesus. I showed my wife the video. So when he had learned all those things in church, he could become a superstar outside. But if they tell you to come and sing in church, all you want to do is just come and show off. Not paying attention to details. You know in church, whatever you do, you do it. Nobody will talk. But if you're a diligent person, what will you do? You pay attention to details. Oh, let me use this key. Let me use it. Let me do it. Let me do it. And that attention detail, you come good in paying attention to details. What happens to you next? You have mastered it. And the truth about it, once you master it, you have mastered it. So when you now even change, I'm not saying people should change, but when they even now change, they begin to do well. So all the, Michael Jackson, Whitney, uh, Whitney Houston, all of them, they were all singers in churches. Praise the Lord. They tell you to even to do drama in church. You understand? Do you know that if you master how to do drama, how many minutes will we give you for drama? 10 minutes, Abby. If you do how to master how to do drama in 10 minutes, what happens next? You know how to do uh, playlets, Abby? In 5 minutes. Skits. You know how to do it because you have mastered the act in church. True of us. So, but when you do it in church, you will think that you are doing it for God. Oh, But a diligent person will actually know that he's building his muscles. So that the day he needs to do it on his own, he will do it. He will win it. So when David was always, was always making sure that all the sheep was doing well, God said, this is the person I want to hold my people. He know how to make sure that the entire people would be kept. Hello, sir. That's how diligence is bath. Making sure that if they put anything in your hands, nothing goes bad. If pastor says, head this department, make sure you put your entire strength into it. Not because of pastor. Because you are building your diligence skill. So the day that they are looking for who to build, who to call, who would they call? <laughs> Hello. Did you notice that when Joseph was in prison, they were putting everything into his hands? Yes, Two of us. Yes, sir. Two of us. Yes, sir. Potiphar put everything into his hands, Abby. Yes, sir. In the prison, they put everything in his hands, Abby. So even, except his wife, because the day he's, he told them, he said, this one, they didn't put you in my hands. He said, I, everything else is in my hands, but you, they didn't put you in my hands. So I cannot take what they didn't put in my hands. Diligence makes sure that my eyes is focused on what they kept me. They kept me. It's not, you, you, they didn't keep me. They didn't give you to me. In prison, what did he do? He kept everything to Abby. They said the, the keeper kept everything in his hands. Do you know that the day he faced Pharaoh, he told Pharaoh, go and look for somebody to keep it. What did Pharaoh say? He said, there's nobody except you. That meant one thing. That what he developed by doing it when nobody was knowing. He spoke for him on the day. That mattered. Hello, sir. When I Look, church, when, you, when church gives you responsibility, eh, what you should do is go home and thank God. Because it's not the responsibility that matters. Oh. 
Because the day you finish it, in that thing, God will open up your eyes to see something. And everything changes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's all. That's what, that's what diligence does. That's why I said the way you do something is the way you will do anything. So if you are diligent with God, making sure that every time you are punctual, you are doing this, you are doing that. God, on the day that God is going to reward you, he said, I have found a man after my own heart. He went to look for him. It's not, that's why I always tell people, you understand, the day you are diligent, eh, wherever you are, in the bush, what did they say, what did the, uh, what did the prophet say? He said, we will stand and wait for him. We will not sit down. He said, we will stand. The prophet came to a house. He said, we will not sit down. A small boy that the father did not remember, but God remembered him. It doesn't matter who remembers you. It's when God remembers you. But diligence is what makes your voice heard in the heavens. That I know someone that can preserve this thing. Church, how do I take you all to a place of diligence? First and foremost, you must know God. You must do what? Know God. First Peter chapter 1. I need to round up now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe I will do something. Maybe during the week, I will talk about diligence on, um, on WhatsApp. I will be sending it out. Is that Okay. Because the rest, my message, I'll just give it out. So we'll just be, just sniffless. we just talk about it and we'll just send it out. So that we can, we can round up service now. Is that okay, church? Praise the Lord. Somebody said, diligence is the mother of good luck. That if you don't have diligence, good luck can never come to you. If you're not diligent, what will always come is bad luck. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you happy? Yes, sir. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Wow. Sakari Bashake de Masakandri Baba Sheke de Masakandri Baba. Second Peter chapter one. I said first Peter B. Chapter one. Sorry. Second Peter chapter one. Verse three. According as his divine power had given unto us mm-hmm. all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Mm-hmm. Through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. So what does God give to us? Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, Mm -hmm. that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, Mm -hmm. having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Mm -hmm. And beside this, giving all diligence. How many? What do you say? All diligence. You see? Giving how many diligence? You see, Peter was saying that diligence is the foundation to which you can add faith. Look at it there. It's in your Bible. Uh-huh. Giving all diligence. Uh-huh. Add to your faith. Hello, you? before, before, before your faith starts, your diligence must start. Then after faith, virtue. After virtue, what? Knowledge. After knowledge, what? Temperance. After temperance, patience. After patience, godliness. After godliness, brotherly kindness. You understand? He said... And he said, if you, don't, if you do this, you will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. The foundation of everything starts with what? Diligence. This foundation of your spiritual life starts with what? Diligence. Can I end this topic by asking you that if you don't know Jesus, you can never, never be a partaker of this diligence that we're talking about. If you don't know him, you can never be a partaker of this diligence. And today, I want everyone to come to a conclusion that I want to know Jesus again. There have been too many pranks playing in churches and church and the Christendom. But let that stop today. God wants to make your life something. God wants to make your life something. God wants to make your life beautiful. He said there are exceeding great and precious promises that by this you may be partakers of the divine nature. You see, God has, there are promises that God has given to you, but he will never be reality if there's no diligence. It will never be a reality if there's no diligence. It will never be a reality. There's no diligence. So I'm asking you, church, this morning, please, can we become diligent again? Can we become diligent again? Let us rise up. Let us rise up. Let us rise up. If any one of you doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to say this morning, say unto Jesus, I want to commit. Because what God wants to commit to your hands are great and precious promises. But he cannot commit it. You, you, cannot, give, you, cannot, give, you cannot give your inheritance to someone who is not your child. They are exceeding great and precious promises that by this we might become partakers of divine nature. God wants to give us a nature that is not ordinary, but he cannot give it to you if you are not his child. 
Is there any one of us that hasn't, that wants to say yes to Jesus today? Just wave your hands to heaven this morning. If you want to say yes to Jesus this morning, just say yes. You want to say yes to Jesus? Oh, yes, I can see those hands. 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 I, can see those hands. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to say with all eyes closed, all eyes closed. Can you come with me to the front? Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you this morning. Let me pray with you this morning. All eyes closed. All eyes closed, just begin to sing to Jesus this morning. Just come to the front. Just come to the front. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to become a partaker of the divine nature. I want to be a partaker of the divine nature. Say, I want to be a partaker of the divine nature. Oh, there's there's joy in heaven as we are saying yes to Jesus this morning. If you are in a place, if you know Jesus, ask God for the spirit of diligence this morning. Ask God for the spirit of diligence. Say, Jesus, I want to know you as my Lord and Savior. I want to know you as my Lord and Savior. Begin to, if you are in the, if you are in the back, just begin to speak to God. Begin to speak to God. come upon you this morning as for the spirit of diligence come upon you this morning as for the spirit of diligence come upon you in the name of jesus so shall it be in jesus name we pray in jesus name we pray in jesus name we pray finally finally